Welcome to Break Free from Corporate, the only podcast dedicated to bringing you business success secrets from leading entrepreneurs with one thing in common. They left the corporate world, became their own boss, and are now living incredible lives. To access previous and all future episodes, visit BreakFreeFromCorporate.com and subscribe today. Well, hi, everyone. It's Gavin here from Break Free From Corporate, and welcome to another exciting podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have with us Mimi Fong, who has come through quite an exceptional journey. She's going to share her story with us. She left the corporate world at the height of her career, uh, became a mom, started a business, and has gone through so much challenging times and has come out right on top. And uh, she's going to share her story, and she's a real testament to someone who follows their passion. And I know she's going to elaborate on that quite a bit. So I'm very excited for all of you. Please do take some good notes. Uh, make sure you've got a pen and paper handy. And I know I'm going to be doing the same as we go through this. And uh, yeah, without much further ado, here we go. Here's Mimi Fong. Mimi, thank you so much for making the time to uh, come on this podcast. I'm really excited you know, for the show and share your story with all of our listeners because you've come from a really interesting background in corporate uh, and you know, you're going to be able to share all of that with us. And you've started a new business, which is awesome. And I'd love for people to find out you know, how you made that transition and, and what you're currently doing. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Gavin. And um, yeah, what, you know, please uh, tell us a little bit about um, you know where you started from and and um, and your, a little bit about your journey. Sure. Okay. Well, I started my working career uh, as a lawyer, in fact. So, which you know can surprise a lot of people because it's so far removed from where I am today. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I'll talk you through that. And and to be honest, I think because I was I was obviously you know young, just coming you know coming just I mean. In terms of my life experiences, at that point in time, I was, wasn't even really sure what it was that I wanted in, yeah. in my life, let alone my career. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I did was I went through a process of elimination to figure out, okay, this is, you know, this, is, this will provide me with career stability and security. And what it was was also fulfilling my parents' expectations, yeah. um, which was important to me at that point. And, you know, again, probably not unusual for, you know, a lot of... Um, young people at that age. Yes. So I ended up in the, in the practice of law and, you know, I, you know, I think I quickly found out that it really wasn't for me. Um, and at that point in time, you know, I was just really going through the motions. I'd get up in the morning and I wasn't happy um, and, you know, it flowed on to every other aspect of my life. Mm. And, you know, I guess, you know, I was fortunate enough at that age, there was something inside of me, I guess, that kept on telling me that there's more to life out there. You know, there, there, there are other things out there that, you know, will actually make you happy. You just need to overcome the fear and whatever it is that's stopping you Absolutely. from going out there and finding out what it is. Yep. Um, and, I, and, and I know that from, you know, speaking to a lot of my peers, you know, that they would share, you know, those um, beliefs or those fears but for some reason, you know, they just weren't ready to take that step. And it really is a leap of faith. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was quite fortunate because, you know, one thing I knew that I loved doing was actually interacting with people. And, you know, that was the, the law was quite rigid in terms of its framework. And, you know, I didn't actually enjoy that. And, and, I, and I thought, and, you know, I started looking for some other jobs and I started interviewing with recruiters. Right. 
And I, I remember sitting there, you know, one of their interviews thinking, well, I could do this job. And, you know, this, this is great. You're talking to people all the time. You know how hard can it be, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so it just got me thinking and I thought, oh, you know, maybe I should look at recruitment as an option. But I wasn't quite sure. And again, you know, call it what you will, whether it's fate or just the opportunity came through at the right time, you open yourself up to these things and, the, and you know, they present themselves. But a friend of mine told me that there was a recruitment company that was actually specifically looking for lawyers who oh, wow. were pra yeah. practicing. Um, and I was practicing at a top tier law firm at the time. So again, you know, it's something, you know, something that you would think, wow, pinnacle of, you know, most law graduates careers, yeah. you know, you should be happy where you are. <laughs> you know, most people were killed to be in your position. And yeah. yet, you know, as I said, I wasn't happy. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, why not, you know, just kind of go in there and, um, I'll keep you an open mind and, you know, chat to them and see what might come of it. Mm. And I remember walking into that interview and then, you know, with, as there were no expectations and then walking out of it thinking, wow, you know, this is amazing. And the reason why I say that is because the person who interviewed me absolutely loved what she did. And that to me was a completely foreign concept because yeah. up until that oh, point, yeah. it was almost like, you know, this is, you know, you have a law degree, so this is what where you should be, and you just kind of settle for that. Yeah, yeah. And not appreciating that you could actually, you know, work in a job or have a career which you know you did absolutely love to do. And you know, so you know, I thought to myself, that's what I want. <laughs> and um, you know, and despite all objections from everyone around me, including my parents and you know my <laughs> my. my and my, my mentoring partner, and trust me, they threw everything at me. Mm. You know, they would they would play on my fears. They would they they you know when when that didn't work, then they would they would use the other the flip side of the coin and say, oh wow, you'd you know you'd you'd really do well if you continue along this path and blah blah. blah. Sure. But there's there was something inside of me that said no, this is just not right for you. I was just so unhappy. Um, so I it was a big leap of faith that I took, um, which you know. To be honest, it was, went completely against the grain of how, how I've been brought up. Oh, it's, but, a massive, you know. it's a massive leap of faith. And you are, you're right about this going against the grain because there's so much expectations, not only from your family, from your colleagues, from people that you've known for you know, a lot of years. And, um, and now you're doing something completely different. So it's, it's like, whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> like, you, yeah. you know, yeah. where are you going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was sort of like the practical side of me going, wow, you've worked so hard to get to this point. You've done a five-year, you know, double degree in law and, you know, you've worked really hard to get to where you want. And all of a sudden you're like throwing it away to do what? You don't even know whether or not this is going to be, you know, the right move for you. Yeah, you must be crazy to do that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But you know what? I just, I'm forever grateful to my instincts on this one because, you know, it steered me absolutely in the right direction. And if not for that decision that I made back then, I would not be where I am today. So, you know, like I have absolutely no regrets. Every single career move I have made, no regrets whatsoever because I've followed my instincts. And I think that's really important. So that's a really interesting thing to say because a lot of people, well, everyone has their instincts, but not a mm. lot of people follow them or they're afraid to follow them because of what's expected of them. So they, yeah. they tend to live up to other people's expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that I found over the years is when you when you go down that path and you attempt to fulfill other people's expectations and make them happy, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it it just kind of, it backfires because it is you know it is other people's expectations. You know, it's what they want. Whereas if this is your life, you know, yeah. so you know you, you, 
to be honest, you know, there's there's no way. Like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, there's no way I could have ever fulfilled every expectation that was out there of me, you know, just, no. because it's just not possible um, because that's someone else's yeah. expectation. It's not yours and this is your life. Exactly. So they're never going to be, let's say it was a manager or your parents, they're never going to be completely happy with you fulfilling their expectations because you can't like you're your own person and at the end of the day you you'd be living a lesser life because you'd you'd not be fulfilled yourself yeah so, and it, it's you know i guess it's being authentic and and true to yourself yeah. um but i think the biggest thing is overcoming those fears that will come up you know pushing yourself outside your comfort zone which you know for me you know is it's still a challenge, you know, um, and, you know, it wouldn't be human if it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. But every time I've done that, I've grown as a person in every respect, you know, not just in terms of my, my working life, but also, you know, personally as well. Um, so, you know, moving into recruitment was such a big eye-opener and I went into a small company that was growing its business. They were an English company, just set up in Sydney and they were looking to grow their business internationally and they needed someone to come in and help with that. Right. Um, and so I particularly helped in building up the business in Asia and it was a huge learning curve for me because, you know, I came in and I was still green and I was just thrown in the deep end. You know, my manager was really tough. Um, I'll tell you, it was very character building, yes. <laughs> putting it mildly. I like that character um, building. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. But, but she was... She was really good at what she did. This is yeah. the thing, and I learned a lot from her. Yeah. And um, you know, and one of the things which is great about recruitment, it was almost it was a it was a the perfect transition for me to go from being an almost like an employee, you know, in a company, mm-hmm. to becoming the business owner that I'm today. Right. Because a lot of people may not appreciate this, but as a recruiter, you you're effectively running your own practice yeah. because you you're responsible for developing your relationships. You know, whether it be the clients who are, let's say, the law firms. That, the, you know, who are recruiting or, you know, the job seekers who are what we call the candidates. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that part of it. And, and the beautiful thing is that, you know, because I love what I did, it flowed through to everything else, despite the stresses and everything else, pushing through that fundamentally. Mm. I love what I did. And as a result of that, you know, I ended up, you know, being really successful. I was promoted to manager within 18 months, you know, in the company. Amazing. And, you know, within probably in the first year of working, I was working half the hours I was working as a lawyer and I had doubled my income. Wow. So everything flows through from that, you know, from that love of what you do. So you were operating from the, the right space and obviously yep. um, it probably didn't feel like you were working hard because you you were having fun and you you've, yeah. would I be right in saying that you felt like you were making a difference as well? Absolutely, and this is the key thing for me, you yeah. know. I mean, as great as it, is, as it is to be able to earn a lot of money, you know, for me it's important to feel as if you are actually, it's making a tangible difference. You know, seeing the direct results of your efforts um, and, you know, this is what I guess frustrated me about the law is that, you know, you didn't, you know, you didn't necessarily see that. Because, um, you know, I'm dealing with individuals, I'm actually making a meaningful impact on their lives, you know, yeah. because... I specialised in international legal recruitment, which meant helping to relocate lawyers all around the world to different countries. So I would be talking to them about moving to places like Dubai, Hong Kong, you know, London, into Russia, wherever. And so it wasn't just about, you know, is this the right job for you? Is this the right fit for you overall in terms of your life and the bigger picture? And I really, really, really enjoyed doing that because, you know, that that was important to me because, you know, your job is not just a job. It's a a big part of your life, you know. Well, for most of us, I mean, and I know even speaking from personal experience when I was in the corporate world, um, uh, 
you spend the majority of your life working because <laughs> you know, it, it's true. I mean, um, yeah. I can't tell you how many people, you know, wouldn't spend even half that amount of time with their families. You think about it, you know, you wake yeah. up and early in the morning, you're rushing off to work. You're pretty much there from about, let's say, 8.30, um, till, and there's no such thing as nine to five in corporate. <laughs> so, you know, quite often you're there till six, seven, um, yeah. eight o'clock sometimes. And, and you're around the same people day in, day out. And they're not your family, which is that's, interesting. That's exactly right. Yeah, you do. You spend more time with your work colleagues than your family. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, wow. Okay. Well, that that sounds like you made a really interesting transition then into that role, and it sort of gave you a bit of a segue into um, a bit more ownership in the business. And I know you've got a lot of skills, skill sets, um, Mimi, behind you. Things like um, NLP and um, a lot of the um, um, holistic training that you've done was that something you did after your recruitment phase or did you kind of yeah. have that as a background already yeah no I did that after so basically what happened um around the August of 2007 actually so I had um so the last role recruitment role that I held it was a headhunting firm so you know again I have this I'm drawn to smaller organizations so yeah. you know I I joined this this particular company um you know, to help him build his business up and his focus was on headhunting and I'd never actually done that before so again I thought oh you know this is interesting I'm not quite sure about this you know a bit nervous about the whole thing cold <laughs> yeah. calling etc yeah. um, but again it was like okay when you know I need to push myself outside my comfort zone because I thought you know this would be a, 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 an invaluable skill to learn not only you know in the, in the work arena but also in terms of you know just general life skills and so you know I did I went in there and, and he taught me how to do it and and actually helped him to build up the business to become one of the leading you know legal providers um, internationally you know for the law firms and so but um, you know I was still in corporate essentially and sure. I guess I'd reached a point where I just you know and I, you, I'm sure you know you can probably relate to this or you know some of the listeners out there who are still in corporate it's you know for me it was dealing with the egos and the politics yeah. and all the game playing and I just thought to myself you know what as much as I love it just the environment just wasn't right to me yeah. and I felt like I'd lost myself a little bit along the way so I was in a fortunate position where financially I was very comfortable and so I thought to myself you know what I'm just going to take time off so I just quit and um, took several years off. Just like that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, this is, I was in my early 30s, um, yeah. which is actually a fantastic time to have time to yourself and to get out there. And I think for me, it was just to reconnect with myself and to, to figure out again, you know, like my purpose in life and what I wanted for myself, what, you know, what would actually make me happy. Sure. And this is when I started on proactively pursuing the self-development side of things. Right. So, you know, had the time off, but I went and did a few self-development courses, you know, a, few, you know, a couple of really in interesting ones, you know, some which you know, included firewalking and all these kind of crazy things. Oh, you're a firewalker uh, as well. Okay. I, I am a, yes, I am a firewalker, fellow Fantastic. firewalker. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is how I came across NLP. So, you know, I was, um, as part of one of the, the courses I did, there was a guest lecturer who came in um, who was an NLP expert. Mm -hmm. He was an NLP coach and he just, you know, was, he, you know, did a whole presentation around NLP and it just, I just thought to myself, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, what I loved about NLP and I still do is that it's got, it's based on 
you know, there's a scientific side to it, um, but it also, you know, there's the other side of things too, which, you know, again, I'll probably talk about this later, but, you know, it, you know, looks at things holistically um, from the instinctive side. So there's that nice balance. And what I really loved about it was that there were techniques in there that you could apply, you know, immediately and in the moment, which could result in actual, um, you know, sort of tangible results. And that's what really appealed to me about it because I had been thinking about coaching for a little while. And this was spurred on from my years in recruitment because yeah. effectively what I was doing was I was, you know, career coach and mentor to all of the candidates that I helped with, you know, over the years. Oh, and I thought I'd love to be able to take that to the next level and actually become, you know, a formally qualified coach, you know, yes. and, you know, what tools would I be able to use, what specific tools? And I was, you know, so I spent that time off to actually, you know, having a look around and just doing a bit of research around it. And um, and so, you know, NLP was, was the one thing that struck me. So I did a bit more research and I ended up doing, a, you know, as I said, you know, went and, and obtained my NLP qualifications and I'm now a master NLP coach and practitioner as well. Fantastic. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. That's that's a nice yeah. that's a nice addition to well nicely complements everything that you've you've been doing you know and yeah um, it's just another bow in the oh, another set of arrows that you know well, I don't even know the quote there well, it's it's a it's a it was well, another string, it's another string to your bow that's it <laughs> um, no that that's awesome and I love the fact that you have continued to follow your instinct and just you know, develop more and more down this path of, of helping others. And, um, you know, obviously the, the coaching side of it, which is now part of your, your new business. And I'm, I'm sure you can tell us a little bit about that soon, but, um, that's all come as a, as a development cycle from your recruitment days. That's yeah, that's yeah. absolutely right. So, you know, so I just see it as a culmination of yeah. everything that I've done has been a stepping stone to get to where I am today. Awesome. So, you know, if not for my law degree, I wouldn't have been able to secure the, that the, for my first recruitment role. And that led me on to my next one, which then led me to taking the time off to explore these options, you know, and then that led me to my coaching qualifications. Um, and then in the midst of all of that, um, you know, and I decided to have a baby. Yes. So that also gonna, threw a few different things into the mix. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to, I was going to touch on that because what you've done firstly is, is quite admirable and, you know, you stepped out of your comfort zone, you made quite a lot of life changes and life-changing decisions with your career, but you did that all whilst, um, you know, becoming a mum yeah. as well. So <laughs> there's another big, uh, big challenge thrown in, in the mix. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's been a very interesting journey and um, I just see it all part and parcel of, you know, just, I guess, just adding to who I am and, you know, just, you know, I mean, so, you know, being, being a mum and I'm sure there are lots of, you know, career mums out there who can relate to this and it comes with its own challenges, but also equally with great rewards. Yeah. And, you know, I'd always, I'd always known, I always wanted to be, to be a mum at some point in my life. The question is, you know, at what point would be the ideal time? And I don't think there really is ever an ideal time. And I think particularly nowadays for women, um, particularly women who, you know, have, let's say, you know, have forged a successful career, you know, and then at what point do they say, okay, my, my, my biological clock is ticking, so I need to take time out for to have a child, otherwise I might, miss, I might miss the boat. But then if I do, then what happens to my career? You know, right. does it just kind of, is that put, pushed to one side? Then what happens when I want to come back into things? So yeah, a lot of considerations there as well. And then when you throw into the mix, you know, setting up your own business, 
<laughs> it becomes I, know, I, I must say, I, I greatly admire women just for the fact that there's just so much you guys have to juggle around. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's it's amazing um, for for the women that, that do do that. And I guess what is encouraging for people listening on this um, podcast is that, you know, no matter where you're at or what you've done in the past or what qualifications you have or what job you're doing, it can all lead to something if you just follow your instinct and, um, you know, you truly believe that there's more out there for you because yeah. everything you're doing, there's a purpose behind it. There's, there's, you know, whether you believe in divine intervention or, or, or however you you see the world, but you you are being guided to something and you just have yeah. to follow that everything you've done or wherever you've worked in or whatever experience you have can be used or utilized to help you build something even better or more more rewarding or fulfilling. I mean, would you agree yeah. with that? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, when, when you use the word purpose, that's absolutely spot on because, you know, I, I think it's really important to actually know what, you know, and what your purpose is in life and actually follow that because, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, when I do my coaching now and I actually ask that question of, of anyone, you know, what is your purpose in life? I often get, you know, a blank look because a lot of people don't even actually, you know, they're not even aware of that. And, you know, and, you know, it's quite common. Yeah. Um, and this is where a lot of people, people can go astray. Sure. Because they're almost like are just going through life directionless. There's nothing to like guide them. There's no compass to steer them. And I think it's important to have, to have that. It's like, you know, um, and like for me, my purpose is being the best that I can be Mm -hmm. and helping others to do the same. It's it's a really simple purpose. But that flows into work. So in terms of my coaching, but even as a mother, because I I want my daughter to be the best that she can be as well. I would like to help her, you know, to, to become the best that she can be and, and, you know, and for me too, being a mother is integral to that. So, you know, so it's all about if everything aligns with that purpose, it just, everything just flows so much more naturally. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's, there is less resistance if any at all and just things open up more to you. You see things that maybe you might not have seen before, opportunities that come up. Exactly. You're more, more prepared to push outside your comfort zone because you know this, this is following my purpose in life. Yeah. Well, everything you said is so true. I mean, I can I can relate to that, even though you know I'm not a mother, obviously. But I, I can <laughs> that would be very interesting. Um, but I can relate to everything you're saying about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and just taking time out to you know to really think. Well, what else? What else could I do? Or you know, am I am I fulfilled? Am I happy? Because um, yeah. I'll be honest, I I speak to a lot of people on a daily basis. I've met people who are retired now and spent you know, the greater part of their life, 40, 50 years working, and they still don't know what their life purpose is. They still yeah. haven't, they never, ever took the time out to even think about it. They just, it was so ingrained in their work. They were so busy just fulfilling their duties and obligations. And, and, and I'm sure they did wonderful work, but they never stopped to think about themselves, you know. And, Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. It's a whole notion behind self-care. It's almost yeah. as if we've been indoctrinated or led to believe that it's selfish to actually take care of yourself, take good care of yourself, but it's not because it starts with you. You know, your world flows out. You're the center of your own, you know, world. Yeah. And if you take good care of yourself, that will flow out to everything else around you, which includes you being the best that you can be for those around you. So, in fact, mm-hmm. by doing that, <laughs> it benefits everybody, you know, so... Yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast now, well, 
firstly, congratulations, because you are one of the very few people who've even bothered to take the time out of your schedule to educate yourself, just to get a different perspective, you know, and, and to listen to something like this and maybe hear Mimi's story, you know, um, hopefully will inspire you because she's someone who was going down this straight, narrow path. And, you know, I, I was the same. And uh, I got to a point and Mimi got to a point and a lot of others have gotten to that point where you just think, well, hang on. Is this really where I can see myself spending the next 10, 20, 30 mm. years of my life? And yeah. the minute you the minute you hit that question point, you really have to take time out. I, I truly believe you do. And yeah. you know, just to yeah. relook at everything. So Yeah, absolutely. And in the end, you're actually saving yourself a lot of, you know, grief in the future and, and your own time, you know, yeah. by doing so. But actually taking time out. It's almost like you know, when they say, you know, levels of productivity at work, you know, yeah. if you actually, let's say, for example, take a lunch break, even if it's only you know, 20 minutes or half an hour, you're yeah. actually more productive overall. So it's exactly. the same thing when you apply it across your life. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know, Mimi, you would have come across so many people who've gone through career changes and, you know, gone from one extreme to the other. And um, uh, so you could probably relate to this. I, I know a good friend of mine who was um, a, a computer programmer earning yep. really good money, you know, and but just didn't like what he was doing. Five years into his corporate role, decided to stop, took some time out, and now he's a maths school, um, school teacher, you know, wow. a, and he teaches primary kids. And he's not earning the same amount of income, but he's a lot happier. His life is a lot more fulfilling. It's funny, and I speak to the guy regularly, and he said it was one of the best things he ever did. Because yeah. had he continued down that path, he was stressed, he was working yeah. long hours, he wasn't yeah. happy. Even the, the the financial side wasn't enough to keep him in the game, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. So. Absolutely. And you just ended up being burnt out. And this Correct. is the thing, you know. So, <laughs> you know, really, is it benefiting you in the, in the long run? You know, yeah. you know, it's not really. So, I mean, this is really one of my passions because obviously, you know, like with my recruitment background, that – you know, that focus on career and actually doing something that you love because yeah. this is something that I realized early on. You know, I want to be able to help as many other people out there as I can to actually find the same path and go on, a, you know, a similar journey. And, and this is why, as you probably know, I've just, you know, I've just launched my, my first online program, which yeah. is my dream job program. Yes. And, it, and it's drawing upon all of these, you know, years of experience, you know, through the changes. I've, like, I've been through four major career changes. <laughs> I've... um. <laughs> and, you know, um, all the extensive corporate business experience and just even my life experience, you know. Mm. And I put this, condense this into a very, a really simple easy to use program comprising of 10 modules. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, as I said, it's just all about, you know, just setting aside some time and sitting down and actually looking, go, like pairing it all back to basics in terms of who you are, reconnecting with yourself um, and your purpose. And then building upon that. And so this program takes you step by step through that and will help you not only identify what type of job it is that you would love to do, which actually suits your gifts and talents. Yes. And importantly, matches what you're passionate about in life, you know, and what your values are in life as well, which is what's important to you. Um, but also helps you to put together a career strategy to, you know, en enable you to make that a reality. So, Wonderful. so it's something that I'm absolutely passionate about. No, well done. And um, yeah, I, I think that's a really, really good service that you're providing because if you're if people are listening to this podcast, obviously they're at crossroads or you know maybe they're questioning where they're at or or things like that. There are thousands, millions of people in the same bucket all around the world, and I know you and I are on a very sort of similar, um, uh, I guess, 
what's the right word? We're on a similar trajectory in that we want to help people make that shift or be able yeah. to make the right shift for themselves. And, yeah. um, you know, I just think if, if people can be more fulfilled doing what it is they're passionate about, I, I'm a, it is my passion to help people do that as well. So um, mm. that's why I, you know, try and encourage or inspire people through sharing stories like yourself uh, to help people get break out of that corporate mold. You know, they don't yeah. have to be tied down. There's nothing wrong with being in corporate. I, I think corporate has a lot to offer people yep. um, or whether you're in government or you're in some large organization, you can learn some amazing skills. You meet some amazing mm. people. But if you, if you hit a point where that's just not going to be the rest of your life, then, then you need to look at what else can you do. And, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's where someone like yourself comes in and, and helps people with that. Absolutely. And there's a solution to everything. Honestly, yeah. if you want it badly enough, you know, there is a solution. It's yeah. just a matter of being in that frame of mind, having that level of clarity um, to be able to recognize it. And then you need that 100% commitment and dedication and trust of yourself to be able to actually follow through with it and actually take action because I'm a big action taker. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's also really key. And sometimes, you know, it can be challenging because there are other external factors that also come into play. And this is where having someone external to a situation can often help as well. Because, you know, when I was going through my, you know, my when I took the time off, I actually also had a coach. And she helped me get clarity around, you know, what it is that I was looking to do as my next step, break through some fears as well right. that I had there. Yep. And that was invaluable to me. So, you know, everyone's different, you know, I respect that, but, you know, but that, that really worked for me and helped me to get me to my, the next critical stage in terms of my development. Awesome. So you, you, you're actually a walking example of someone who, uh, with all your extensive experience, you still needed guidance from someone else. Um, oh, without to, a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this and, you know, perhaps you, you need to talk to someone, I'd probably encourage you to talk to you know, a counselor, a coach, a, you know, someone who, who can, who maybe has walked the path before you and, and can see things a little bit clearer because right now it might be a little bit foggy for you and you're just not sure the direction to take. And it always pays to talk to someone with a bit more experience or, or wisdom, you know, and um, yeah, just get that guidance and yeah, pursue it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you're absolutely right. You know, I think it's important that you've actually been through that yourself you know yeah. you've walked the walk and you know what it's like you know all those challenges and frustrations and you know you, you work through it yourself and you know I'd love to be able to share what I've learned with other people so they don't necessarily have to go through the same learnings in the same way they'll have their own learnings from it but you know it's almost like reinventing the wheel why would you do that yes exactly now Mimi tell me something you've got um you've got this business that you're, you've just launched and it's all very exciting. I know it's going to go really fantastic because you, you're clearly passionate about it and you've got a lot of support and, and um, your experience is, is immeasurable. Um, but you also, you, you and your husband also run another business. Am I correct? Yeah. So, yes, that's, so, and, that's correct. And you've got a growing family. So how do you balance all this stuff? What is the other business, by the way? And, you know, how do you guys yep. balance your time between what you guys do? Absolutely. Well, the other business, interestingly enough, it's, it's, it's a little bit left to center. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called Both Ends of the Lead. Right. And as the name would reflect, um, it's a canine well-being and rehabilitation business. So one wow. of my partner's passions is, is dogs. He just absolutely loves them. Mm -hmm. um, always pretty much had them in, their, in his life. And what he does, he actually helps dogs with you know musculoskeletal issues soft tissue issues you know just kind of help them to it's not just about 
um, helping dogs with injuries, but also preventative. So it's that whole looking after yourself mindset, mm-hmm. but within the canine world. And it's called both ends of the lead because, you know, we also work with the owners because what we believe is that, you know, often what you find is if you have an anxious dog, you'll have an anxious owner at the other, other end of the lead. It works on the principle of transference, you know, like children, dogs can take on emotions from those closest to them. Right. So, you know, if you eliminate the root cause at the owner's end, then, you know, that will that will flow on to, to the dog itself. And that's also where I come in because I also offer my coaching services to that business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so as I said, it's, you know, it's fantastic. So, our, you know, what the common theme we have across both businesses, it's all about you know, your health and well-being, your emotional well-being and, you know, which flows onto your physical yes. well-being as well because obviously, you know, when you're stressed, you're more likely to come down exactly. with, you know, with, with ailments, you know, um, you know, your immune system is, is suppressed, you know, and you, you tighten up physically as well and that causes you shoulder aches, your back aches, whatever it might be. It's just all a, a bit of a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, so we do that as well. So, yeah, so we are running two businesses from home essentially, which mm-hmm. is an interesting challenge day to day. Along with, you know, so obviously, you know, parenting our four-year-old and um, all the other sort of, you know, life commitments that we have. Um, So, you know, that is without a doubt, you know, really challenging. But I think the great, like as you alluded to, it's having a good support network around you is really key. Yeah. So, you know, we do we do talk to each other often and we support each other in what we do, um, open communication as well in terms of making, you know, shared responsibilities. So, you know, and I think, you know, like even just, you know, and I'm a big fan of, you know, organization. It's sort of like almost even determining your priorities every day. Yeah. You know, we're doing what's important rather than what's urgent. I think that's a really key distinction. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. so help, yeah. Help, our, help our listeners understand what, what is the difference between what's important and what's urgent. It sounds to me like they both need to get done, but is there a priority between the two? Yeah. Um, you do what's important first and then you do what's urgent next. So, I mean, because essentially, if you think about it, everything is, is going to be urgent, you know, like, yeah. you know, clients going to say, this is urgent, you've got to get this done today or tomorrow, whatever it may be. And there's always going to be something that's going to be there that's pressing on you. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're doing what's important, you know, these are the things that are important to your bigger picture, to whatever it is that your purpose is, is in life. And so if you address those things first, you're going to find everything else will fall into place after that. So, you know, it, 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 I guess it's also a way of also, um, it's a time management technique as well as which then flows on to stress management. So, yeah, as I said, because the urgent things will always be there. It doesn't matter, you know, what happens. And, you know, I don't know whether you found this, Gavin, but I certainly was me, you know. But it's never ending. It's like, oh, it's an there's always There's always fires to put out, isn't there? Especially if, yeah. you're, especially if you're one of those people that's um, got a young family or, or if you're... Um, you know, you, you're starting a new business or even a new job or career. Um, there's so many things that can go wrong that do go wrong. But, yeah, the urgent stuff never stops. It doesn't. And then you also have to ask yourself, you know, is that really urgent? You know, look, yeah. at, it, look at it objectively. Is yeah. that really urgent? You know, why is there an urgency around it? Yeah. Whereas the important things, you know, like they, that's what's important to you and to your business, you know, so that, that comes from you. Okay. So, so I think, you know, having that distinction and that's really worked well for me because that takes a lot of pressure off me on a day-to-day basis, I've right. found. And at the end of the day, you know, if you've got what, these are the essential things that, you know, I'd like to get done at the end by, you know, at the end of today, anything else is a bonus. And if I get through that, I feel so much more satisfied, yeah. you know, fulfilled because I know, yep, I've done all of this and I'm happy I can just kind of switch off and you know, do all the other things that I need to do or, you know, that I enjoy doing. And, so, And then how, how important is it to actually switch off? So 
Because that's oh, a really yeah. that's a key distinction in yeah. what you just said. Because I, I know I'm guilty yeah. of it, you know, and I still yeah. am sometimes. Well, oh, yeah. especially when you work from home, it's hard to switch off because yeah. You, yeah. there's no boundaries. So how do you do that? There is, without a doubt, <laughs> you're absolutely spot on. Um, you know, it's that whole thing of being self-disciplined. Because you say, you know, if you work outside of your home it can often be easy. I'm not saying it is all the time, you know, because you're in a different physical environment to come home. Okay, that's it. Draw the line through the sand. I walk through the door and I leave everything behind me. It works. <laughs> so when you're actually working from a home, lines blow all the time. And yeah, and to add on to that, you know, the whole guilt of like for me, for example, speaking personally, spending enough quality time with my daughter and when I'm working, you know, um, and then so but when I'm spending time with her, I'm like, oh, but I should be working. I should be doing this. So <laughs> it is, it's, it's a constant challenge. Um, but it's, I think it's the recognition that, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier, the importance of having time out, that me time. Um, and even, you know, if you're in a relationship, couple time as well is also important, you know, that yeah. shared time. You know, because it's what you need to do to help replenish your energy reserves when you're low oh, on, on energy and fuel. Because, you know, without that, you know, that's what, that's what results in burnout. Oh, exactly. So, you know, so that's really important is you do what is necessary. Even if it's just like it's a half an hour outside, it might be if you're into your exercise, go and doing a half hour workout or going to the gym or going for a walk so to important. clean your head, so you know, whatever it takes, that might be all you need to help you, you know, switch off and actually, you know, um, get back into, you know, that, that sort of calm, relaxed mode, you know, that allows you to actually draw that line in the sand awesome. and say, okay, I've done enough for today. Yeah. So. Really, yeah. really good tips, really good tips. Um, I think everyone can probably learn from that or if you're not currently doing that, that's probably one of the first things that I would recommend you take out of what Mimi just said, which is just, you know, make sure that you you you, you do make the time to kind of switch off or re replenish or re-energize yourself because whether you're in corporate or you're in your own business or it doesn't matter what you're doing, you need to you need to be energized. Um, otherwise, you, you can, but it's easy to burn out, very easy to burn out. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Okay, great. Um, Mimi, uh, th those are awesome tips, by the way. Um, now, you mentioned earlier that you were, you know, you, you've got a, a good supportive network and you and your, your partner kind of support each other on a daily basis. Who do you guys, um, uh, or how do you guys seek support externally? Are you part of groups? You know, do you have like-minded friends? Do you find that you're, you know, you, you need to constantly ensure that you are with people that are on a similar trajectory or path that yeah. can keep you inspired? You know, yeah, how important is that? Oh, it is. It's, it's really critical, I think, you know, having that that external energy um, that you can draw from. Um, mm -hmm. For us, you know, for, for me personally, it's, you know, particularly individuals in my life, it's not groups per se. Okay. Um, that, that's just what has always worked for me. So it is what you're saying, absolutely like-minded people, friends, yeah. entrepreneurs who are on a similar journey to me. Sure. You know, it, you know, I, you know I, 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 I speak to them quite regularly. And, and so, you know, it's great. Sometimes, you know, I'm going through a challenging moment and I need an outsider's perspective. I, I, I'll, I'll talk to particular people. And it's just great to be able to, you know, so not only get an outsider's perspective, but, you know, these people who will help keep you motivated and lift yeah, you up and yeah. inspire you along the way and go, well, wow, they've just had this great win. Yes. And that's fantastic. I'm so happy for them, you know, and that kind of gives you that extra boost of energy that you need to come on. I need to keep on at this and, you know, yeah. and um, continue on, you know, my, my journey or my path wherever I'm going. So, 
Okay. So that's what's always worked well for us. So you've got so you've got mentors and you've got you know people that you you either look up to or or that yeah. um, have walked the walk before you and and you touch base with them and um, you know obviously this is this is a, an important part of your development. So I'm sure you'd probably recommend to our listeners, um, no matter what they do, uh, to have people that they can regularly bounce ideas off and you know right. talk to. Awesome, great. Um, well, now as we're approaching the uh, the latter stages of this podcast, um, by the way, I'm really enjoying. I hope you are. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to now um, go into this section that we call the rapid response section, and we we have a lot of fun with this with a lot of our, our guests. And this is where I'm just going to shoot a few quick questions off to you. Um, you know, and, and you just tell me what comes to your mind. It's kind of like shooting from the hip, you know. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll just have a little bit of fun with it. How does that sound? Absolutely. I'm sure it'll be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably learn a few things as well. So, um, well, tell us, Mimi, what's your favorite mode of learning? Are you a, an audio person, video? Do you like to read? I mean, what, what's, what sort of style suits you? Probably video. Um, yeah. And yeah, probably the, the shorter ones, <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be honest, due to, yeah. due to my time limitations. Yeah. But yeah, video I find works, works best for me. Awesome, awesome. It's funny, I ask people this all the time and I get different responses all the time. So it's interesting video. Okay, now tell us something quirky about you. I mean, something that maybe no one knows, um, you know, and feel free to share. <laughs> oh gosh, someone that no one knows. Oh, now you put me on the spot. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe a couple of people might know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know if these are things I can actually share on this podcast, though, oh, okay. <laughs> You might have to edit it. <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just um, you know, this is just something more in general. It's just more my personality, I guess. When people yeah. first meet me, you know, I come across as quite, you know, so grounded, practical. Maybe this comes from my legal training, you know, very evidence based in terms of how how I look at things. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, when once you get to know me a bit more, there's this total, there's this totally other side, you know, which is almost you could, yeah. You know, Opposing, but not necessarily because they do exist quite complementary early within me. It's that side, which we talked about before, about the instinctive side, you know, the the, the more intuitive side of things where I'm open to new things. So, for example, what I do every evening, to give you an example, there's something that's called um, Qi Gong, which works off your energy. And there are certain exercises that my partner and I do every evening. So it's like a 15-minute Qi Gong routine that we do to help re-energize ourselves and to balance everything again. So that's something, you know, that's... Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> no, that's great. Okay. Now, what about um, uh, a favorite role model um, or hero that you have? Uh, have you got anyone in particular? You know what? I don't really have one particular person, okay. but I do have like a, you know, if you want to call it almost like a, not really a stereotype, but a type. Okay. And, th- and yeah. this would be, you know, I, I really admire women out there. And, you know, again, this, this probably, you know, won't surprise you know, people are listening at the moment based on what we talked about. But, you know, women out there who are juggling the demands of being a parent with having a successful career and importantly, they're still able to stay grounded, authentic and true to themselves. You know, whenever I come across a woman like that, I just think, wow, take my hat off to you because, you know, you're doing such a great job and it's yeah. an inspiration to me. Awesome, awesome. So it's more of a it's more of a, a group of women that fit that kind of stereotype. That yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Now, do you have, and I know you talked about um, um, your canine business that you have, so obviously animal welfare is something that's important to yeah. you, and, yeah. but have you got a cause or a charity in particular that you support or, or is it across the board or, how, how, you know, what inspires you there? 
Yeah, no, I think it really is across the board, to be honest. It's all, you know, any any causes that are, you know, sort of helping us. I mean, like on the animal side, you know, we support Animal Welfare League. So, you know, both ends of the lead is doing, you know, has partnered up with them to do some work with them, which is great. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, again, you know, would run towards the theme of any, any causes out there that, you know, and there are many really good ones that do this, that support women to go out there and just achieve their dreams and, you know, realise that they don't have to settle for second best. Yeah. Um, you know, that the sky's the limit, to be honest, and not to listen to what other people say, but listen to themselves. I think, you know, anything that does that, I absolutely love and, you know, always you know, 100%, 100% behind. Perfect, perfect. Well done. That's excellent. And that's so in, in alignment with everything that you're doing as well. So, um, Mimi, finally, what I'd love to do as we wrap up this podcast is, um, you know, tell our guests, you know, where where do you see things going with with what you're doing now with this new business of yours? I mean, have you got a vision, say, for the next few years, you know, where you'd like to take it? Is it just doing more of what you're currently doing or, um, you know, what, what, are the, what are the plans? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly to continue to follow my passion and purpose. I think that's really key. Um, you know, and, you know, yeah, I, you know, bigger picture, yeah, I would love to build upon what I'm doing. Um, you know, key to what I love is the flexibility and freedom of my lifestyle. You know, and that's always been really important to me from the very beginning, you know, to work when I want to, you know, and obviously having that continued financial stability and security, that's obviously important. It's not the, you know, most important thing, but that's obviously helpful. But just, Doing what I'm doing because what I do, doing what I love every day, which also supports my own self-development in the process, yeah. you know, that's really important to me and connecting with more like-minded people. Um, so, you know, so I want to be able to continue that wherever my business leads me in that respect, you know, as long as it aligns with that, that's, you know, that's the most important thing to me. And then on, on, you know, on the other side too, in terms of being a mother, it's, you know, also being able to be there, you know, be present you know, to enjoy watching my beautiful daughter grow up and, you know, being an active part of, of you know, her journey as well. So, you know, yeah. so it's having both of those, yes. which is really important to me. Anything that supports both of that, that's really where, you know, I want to take my business. So Fantastic, fantastic. And um, talking about your business, how do people get in touch with you if they wanted to explore, you know, potentially um, your help or, or guidance um, yeah. in what they're doing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So they can do it a couple of ways. They can hop onto my website, which mm -hmm. is just mimifong.com.au. Okay. Um, there's plenty of you know great resources on there. Um, you know uh, that they can that they can look at, um, and, and, a, and a number of sort of different you know uh, free sort of guides that they can that they can download, um, which are helpful. Yep. Or otherwise, they can just contact me directly. So again, they can email me. Um, so it's just mimi at mimifong.com.au, or, or even just give me a call. You know, so I'm, I'm happy to. To talk to them and and see whether or not there's that's the right fit and see if there's anything we can do to you know help each other. And can you help people that are not necessarily based in your city? I mean, yeah, you, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay, with technology nowadays, you know, like there there is there are no geographic boundaries anymore. So absolutely, you know, we can use the you know the phone through Skype. So <laughs> it's it. not an issue Love at all. <laughs> awesome, that's excellent. Any any last minute tips that you want to leave um, our audience before we wrap up? Um, just basically. You know, and I guess going back to, you know, like there's a, there's a, there's something, there's a particular quote at the moment, which, you know, which is actually quite relevant as well to my online dream job program, relevant to what we were talking about. Actually, there are two things, I guess, which are, which I think, you know, absolutely encapsulate everything that I do. And one of them is if you choose a job you love, you will never have to work a day in your life. And I really, truly believe that, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, like based on what we were saying, you know, it, it's so important that you are happy and that leads on to the next one which is happiness is an inside job so it's up to you you can you know it's your choice in life as to what you you do with it and you know it's your choice to be happy or not to be so you know once you have that realization that 
you know, it, it really comes down to you. You're responsible for what happens in your life. It really does free you up because yeah. then you realize, well, I've got choices now and, and I'm actually responsible for those. And it's amazing how you know, empowered it, it can actually make you feel. And then you just think, well, I can get out there and actually do, what, do whatever I want to do. And that, that's a, a really powerful shift in, in, you know, mindset, which then can flow on to your behavior and then your results. So I think, you know, they're really key things to, um, to live by every day. Fantastic. Well, Mimi, thanks so much for sharing all of that with us. I, I definitely am inspired after doing this podcast. I always get inspired after doing these, these types of podcasts. But if you're listening to it, I hope it's helped you uh, maybe get a little bit of clarity or, or maybe it excited you to, to now you know, go and seek out a new direction and, and get some help or get some advice around what your next step should be. But um, Mimi, once again, thank you so much for coming on uh, and doing this podcast with us. Been my pleasure, Gavin. It's been a lot of fun too. So yeah. thank you for your time. Fantastic. If you like this podcast and would like to understand a little bit more about what was just discussed, then you're in luck. Simply head over to breakfreefromcorporate.com and we have a fantastic bonus gift waiting for you to download. All we ask in return is that you leave us a review on iTunes and or Stitcher, whichever you use. And lastly, help us share this podcast around with your friends, your colleagues through Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus or LinkedIn. We truly appreciate all your support and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode of Break Free From Corporate. Once again, to access previous and all future episodes, visit breakfreefromcorporate.com and subscribe today.